0: Hey, 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 this is your girl Diamond Blaze. Thank you so much for joining on this episode. I have the pleasure of having a return guest, Mr. Frank White. TikTok phenom known on there as Ascot underscore one. Please make sure you tune into this episode where we talk about black love, feminine and masculine energy, and being in the friend zone. Does it even exist? Stay tuned to find out. Thank you so much again, my wonderful friend, for coming on to Diamonds Blaze. It is an honor and a privilege to actually have you come and chat with me again. How was your weekend, your birthday
1: weekend? Birthday weekend was awesome. Um, I'm still kind of paying for that right now. (laughs) <laughs> but it's alright. So it started off as cigars and whiskey, and it ended up with whiskey and lots of water this morning. I still feel good though.
0: Feel okay, that's good. good. So do you have any like um hangover remedies or anything like that?
1: Well, actually I do. Best hangover remedy I know is to not drink cheap whiskey, honestly. <laughs> if you drink good whiskey, you don't have a hangover. Now you might be a little dehydrated, but you won't have a hangover.
0: I've heard that before. I've never drank whiskey. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I've taped, when I did drink, I tasted it. I didn't like the taste of it. So I think that's what deterred me from even wanting to have any.
1: You know, it's it's an acquired taste. Um, I remember the very first time I ever drank some whiskey, I just said, oh, God, I'll never drink that again. And now, you know, if, for instance, my birthday, uh, I wanted a bottle that was a little on the expensive side, and I said, you know, I'm just going to get it. And it was really nice. No after effects at all. Went to the cigar lounge, had a beautiful cigar, told the guy, hey, I'm a rookie. I'm a novice. I don't know anything about it. Gave me a great cigar, and uh, I had a little bit more while I was there. Then I took an Uber home, and I woke up this morning. I was actually feeling good. That's good.
0: That's wonderful. Well, that's a blessing to have another year around the sun. A lot of people don't get that, so this is a blessing. So
1: I'm still glad you're amongst us living. Oh, me too. 54, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for uh, a relatively sharp mind, and I don't take anything for granted, ever. Yes, and as I've told you
0: before, I don't know if you remember, but I remember the first time you told me before, you know, your birthday when you first told me how old you were I was like you cannot be over 50 so for anyone who hasn't seen Frank he is a very attractive man beautiful locks wonderful looking beard and he just does not look over 50 he just doesn't so keep doing what you're doing because you're doing something really well
1: you are too kind. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: no problem. So my weekend it's it, it kinda started out okay. Um, I took my daughter, my youngest daughter to um actually was a volunteer through my through my job. Um, and it was called the black men in white coats. Basically it's all of the um black doctors or the doctors of color that's that's in the area here. And they go to Johnson C. Smith University, which is an HBCU. I think I said that right. If I said it wrong, it's because (laughs) I am sleep deprived because of my neighbors upstairs. Oh boy. So I took my daughter there to help me with volunteering for that program. And it was basically to try to encourage and inspire more youth, especially our Black kids, to think about, you know, doing something in the medical field, not just, you know, CNAs or MAs or, you know, nurses, but to try to go for being in some spectrum of being a physician because there's been a decline in enrollment for um, for anyone to come in into the medical field. So there's really now, instead of there being a rise of black or brown doctors, there's a decline in them. And so now what they do is they, they've done this forum to inspire the youth. And it was a really good program. Um, my daughter made me laugh. She said, well, her sister, my 19 year old, she's already in school for nursing. She hasn't figured out exactly which field of nursing because it's a broad spectrum. But, you know, she, she's feeling her way through. My youngest daughter says she wants to be a detective. And yeah, she said she wanted to be a detective and it's because one, she, she's very inquisitive. She loves to ask questions. If she don't know, she is not going to stop asking until an answer suits her. She's been like that. And the push for her was watching that Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. Okay. And she said, you know, she she just had a bunch of questions like, why was he like that? Why did his parents do that? How come the police didn't pay attention to when the neighbor was making a report? Why did not they believe her when she said that the kid was a kid? And, you know, she has so many questions. And from that, which unbeknownst to me, she started looking into serial killers. And first, I'm like, OK, are you? I'm concerned. Why do you? Why are you <laughs> interested in and serial killer flicks, like what's going on? She said, No, mom, I'm not trying to kill anybody. I said, Okay. She said, I just don't understand why people are like that. I just want to know why they're like that. And if there are some people that were being kidnapped or hurt, I want to try to save them and rescue them so they don't have to go through what the other people did. I said, Okay, that's logical. And I said, But, um, yeah, I'm. I'm going to be taking some of your restrictions off of what you are going to be watching because just you know, and I get it, but still that that whole what are you watching again when you're with your dad?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Like uh yeah, so yeah, but um, there were some other things that she just like unsolved mysteries. She's really into um crime mysteries and. I'm like, okay, one breath I'm happy and another breath, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. So from that um, came back home and just like chilled out. And just when I thought I was gonna have a relaxing night of peace and quiet, I love when my neighbor upstairs is not home. And once again, I have asked my rental office to move me to another unit so that i wouldn't try to like break my lease i'm really trying not to break my lease but i can't take too much more of this girl upstairs one she has a pit bull we're not supposed to even have pit bulls two she's constantly fighting or arguing with her boyfriend and you and you know you can hear everything and then last but not least is the fighting and the making up part. I'm getting tired of the making up part because she does not have a very stable bed. So I literally have to leave my room and go sleep in the living room because it's that bad. It was one time my daughter was, we were getting up. I was getting ready for work. My baby girl went in the bathroom. And this is this is bad. My daughter's in the bathroom and she can still hear that going on upstairs. Oh, and she's like, yeah, she's like, mom, really again? I was like, yeah, let, we want we to hurry up and get up out of here she was like and she's 13 and she already knows what that is you know nowadays you know kids know everything so she's like well can't you bang on the ceiling i said honey when that's going on hitting the ceiling ain't gonna help especially that girl's about 23 24 she's young yeah i'm like yeah And I said, okay, Lord, this is karma. Because now I remember when I was younger. (laughs) 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 said, okay, I'll take that on the chin. All right, that's karma. I get it. I'm sorry. Can we just move on? I'm getting too old for this. I just want a night's sleep. But yeah, that was part of my weekend. And then I got talked into um, taking my kids back to a haunted house. Uh, thing. I went two Saturdays ago it was a disaster. Why it was a disaster? Because my youngest daughter knocked me over in in what they call the monster meal. And she's running from a character dressed up like Michael Myers. My other cousin said I was choking her because I couldn't see, and I don't like being scared. And so my daughter collided into me. We both fall in this place. She loses her phone. I'm covered in mud. I said, "Yep, it's over. It's a wrap." Not doing this, it's time to go. So my cousin came with us, the one who um, I did the uh, one couple of TikTok videos with with the curly hair. She saw some woman with a snake around her neck. She's scared to death of snakes. She almost knocked me over to leave. And I said, you know, it's really time to go. So now my kids wanna go back because her sister's home from college. I said, I will take you there, but I'm not going in the attractions.
1: I will sit back. I totally feel you on that. You know, one and done.
0: Yeah. I said, I will sit back and watch y'all have fun being scared. But yeah, mom, no, I'm I'm getting too old for this mess. My back still hurt. That was over a week ago. It was just great times. And I said, they want to torture me again. And I asked, so why can't your dad take you? Oh, he has to work. So I asked him, I said, do you really have to work? (laughs) <laughs> and he said, Well, yeah, I was called in and I, you know, accepted the hours. So I'm like, Oh, great. It's just great. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do it at least one more time. No, hey, no.
0: I will sit, like I told him. I said, Your sister's 19, my son's 15, baby girl, 13. You are all more than capable of going in there because they said my reactions always make them laugh to anything. Yeah. So they get a kick out of my reactions and they said that and even my oldest daughter who, you know, who's on TikTok when she was doing her pranks and stuff or whatever, those were natural reactions that she would get from me. I'm like, I what are you doing? Especially if I'm not ready. And they said is how How did my one daughter said she was like oh but it's just the epic journey of watching you lose your mind is wonderful
1: no she didn't yes she did <laughs> the epic journey of
0: losing your mind is wonderful I'm like who says that to their mother and well, then she's I had got a great sense of humor yeah and then i had to think about it and i said well she is my daughter so okay that's me all over again
1: (laughs) yeah well you know there's a place um so i'm in detroit there's a place about 20 miles up the road in a place called pontiac michigan they have (laughs) i think it's it's the number one haunted attraction in the country it's six floors every floor is worse than the previous one i went about seven years ago six six seven years ago and uh you know it was it was worth the price of admission and i tried to get some other people to go this year and they were like oh, okay yeah i'll go and then they went online and read the reviews and they were like no i'm straight I'm not going. <laughs> About six people, I was like, you, you know, come on. Come on. Man. Like, nah man, I got something to do right that day. I was like, okay. Because oh, oh, I'm not going I... by myself.
0: Uh no, no. That's that's not something you would go by yourself. no. I said, Nope, not doing it. I left out of there covered in mud. My favorite shoes just covered in mud. I said, you know, that's okay. And then they're they're trying to go on yeah, my favorite Nike's. My black. Oh, Nikes. I said, you know. I just got these shoes. I managed I managed to clean them up and everything. And I said, I'm not wearing these out anywhere else. No, I'm not gonna do it. But yeah. So it's I can't I can't do it. I don't like being scared. And the other thing that makes them laugh and normally when I tell people this, they they crack up. I'm like, childhood trauma, I'm scarred. I don't like zombies. Scared to death of them. I hate the thriller song and video. Hate it. It scares me. (laughs) Still to this day, I don't like it. If anybody even mentions it, I I literally freak out. And and guess what was planned when we got out there on big screen TVs while we wait? And I was like, And the kids can see me dying on the inside.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because your favorite video of all time is playing and they probably had it looped.
0: (laughs) Oh, they! it was that. And then the other thing I don't like is Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't like any of them. So it was a switch up between those. And I said, why is the universe doing this to me? Why, Lord, help me? I'm like literally in my mind trying to calm myself. I'm putting in earbuds, trying to drown not drown on anything else going around me. And the only thing, my son is saying, hey, mom, look at the screen. I said, you want to go home, right?
1: <laughs> you pulled rank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's over. I said, no, it's not. But mom, it's over. I said, it's really not. I said, I can time how long the song is. That's because I was traumatized as a child. I can time the length of the song. I know it's not over, but nice try. Oh yeah, they they just love it. And the baby girl tells me, well, mom, at some point you have to get over your fears. I said, you know, that would work on me, but I'm 40 whole four years old. If I haven't gotten over it by now, I don't think I'm gonna get over it anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I, I I understand. Like, so my older sister used to love. She still. I think she still does. It's certain horror movies that from her childhood that she would love watching. And uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh no, <laughs> that's an old classic.
0: Yes, I would advise
1: you not to watch it.
0: I, then, I, couldn't. No, yeah. I tried. I couldn't do it. I do, especially the old, old, old one—the no. original. Yes. Exactly. No, I. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. So what? Um. Yeah. What? What was we gonna? What were we gonna talk about? Let me see here. So there was something. You see I had, I had to shift because I had a mental. Oh, I caught uh, that. <laughs> I I'm gonna I have definitely all definitely got that. I'm gonna have TVs on and probably closet light any any type of light later I, I just scared myself and yeah so moving on now there was, there was something that um why I had asked you to come back on because there was something that it was a post that you made a while back and it was about um it was about your love that you have for Black women, which you know we we love that dearly, we all do. And then it kind of, because I, you know, just just from the interactions that we had, even though they were short, but just from the interactions that we had, I can tell that you're very genuine with it, and you stand your ground on that. Plus, I can see the support and the love that you give to Black women especially in the climate and the culture that we live in. Um, I was going to ask you, has there been any difficulty that you have come across
1: with loving black women? Um, I think the only difficulty that I've had, and this is completely on me, is choosing women. You know, I think, um, some of us mature later on in life, uh, for whatever reason, some of us, both men and women, um, don't use our voice when we should. And for me, that was, I, I, I think I probably overstayed when I, I should have left. And, you know, that's okay. That's a, that's a part of learning. I think, um, if I could pinpoint it, I think it literally comes down to being um, someone that was shy. I was painfully shy as a child. <clears throat> um, you no, know, it was um, you know I had the Urkel glasses and buck teeth, and I think after after high school. I just had like this growth spurt where I grew like six inches in like two years and I started to get attention but it's like you know the, the emotional part of that didn't catch up until later and I think um, from you know being a basically being a wallflower that kind of stayed with me until I actually matured. I don't think it's difficult to love black women I think that's a farce I I do believe people move too fast, and when you move too fast, when sex comes into play too early, you're blinded because at that point you can't see what you need to see. But to say to sit here and be like, yeah, you know, loving black women is difficult. I don't. I'm not buying that at all. I just don't. You know, pick the right one. It's my thoughts
0: yeah i definitely i understand where you're coming from with that wholeheartedly and as a black woman when 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 i hear or i see certain content or certain comments of you know black women are too strong you're too independent you know you're too hard you know um You're making making this harder for us. You know what I'm saying? From some black men that I've seen say this, you know, that's why we're going to the other side or that's why you're alone. And that's why you can never have the type of men you want or you run the men out of your life. And I hear these comments and I said, you know, all of us aren't like that. And it's like you said, it it depends on who you run into at a certain time. Because all of us are, and, and that's men and women, just like there are good men, there are good women. Just like there are good black women, there are good black men. And as you said, the level of maturity, that's the key thing. Sometimes we are not mature enough to have certain relationships at certain times in our life with the people that we may have come into contact with or started a relationship with at the wrong time.
1: I agree. I think whenever I hear men say, well, she's too independent or she's too this or she's too that. Um, and I understand that. I, I get it. But my, I think for me, if, if I really felt like a woman was just too independent um, you know, and, and a lot of times black women have to be so it's like instead of asking her to switch up how she is why don't you just add to it add to it So and, and what I mean by that is if you feel as if she's just doing everything on her own and blah 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 blah, blah well If you're a team player, then you'll allow her to be feminine. There's not a woman on the planet that likes operating in masculine energy. I don't care who she is. I'm Uh, not not buying that. So I think when, you know, when, when brothers say that, you know, it's like, okay, well, that person may or may not be for you. But if you feel she is, just be a team player you know, add to it, don't, don't be, don't be the person that, you know, it didn't work out, and now all black women are, insert whatever adjective you feel, I'm not with that, I don't believe that at all, I just don't, just don't.
0: Yeah, I know that, um, one of the, one of the attributes that my closest, closest relatives, even my older brother, have said this <laughs> first. Whenever he listens to this, I I normally give him his own little shout out on my own way. But I know whenever he listens to this segment, he's gonna probably laugh. So my birthday earlier this year was in March, and um my two cousins who are like my sisters, we were going to go to this brunch. I had my nice pink outfit picked out very very pretty i just i just knew that i was gonna go in here and let myself shine well these women told me i couldn't leave the store that we were in until i bought a dress i said huh (laughs) because I, i i haven't been particularly fond of dresses and they were like Oh no! It's your birthday weekend. We're going to brunch, but you have to wear a dress. When I tell you these two women, neither one of them are five or or five five. Like they're 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 little women. They barricaded me, and here I am standing at five nine, so I really tower over them. And they are like, "Oh no, you're not leaving until you buy a dress." I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> I kept. I was standing there like, "You got to be kidding me." but they were serious they were in dress racks they were like yeah what's your size skin or you know this this color this? I was like these women are dead serious they are not going to let me leave because I buy a dress so I get the dress it looked nice on me and I sent my brother the picture and he said thank God no more Hillary Clinton pantsuits
1: oh no he didn't
0: yeah <laughs> I said, you know, I don't like you today. So my older brother, my two cousins I was just speaking of, and even my ex husband, they all said I had too much masculine energy. And I said, Really? Why how how do y'all figure that? So it for them it was more than me not really feeling wearing dresses, but they were just saying my energy, you know, I was always, you know, on masculine time which I didn't understand what that was months ago and there's this guy who I'm close to and he said you know the problem was the men who you were with didn't know how to lead you they didn't know how to love you therefore you were always on guard and you had to step up in roles where you should not have You should not have been in anyway. I said, okay. And I had literally thought about it. You know, he said, how many heartbreaks did you have? How was your father? How were your uncles? How were your cousins? How was your ex-husband? And he said, have any of them ever made you feel comfortable enough to just be a woman and be the woman who you know you are? and I literally sat there and thought about it for at least five minutes I couldn't say anything
1: I mean I can't argue with what he said I just can't I think when when a woman feels comfortable with a man if she trusts him to leave then he'll be able to do that and she can relax and sometimes you know A person may or may not know how to relax. And that's cool too. Because it isn't a race. It's a marathon. But I genuinely believe 100% what he said. I think if a woman genuinely trusts a man. Trusts his decision making abilities. Trusts that he's going to take care of business. um, I, I think she relaxes and i think her walls begin to slowly come down. No one can tell me differently. You know, i've got i've got a lot of life experience and that's just something, you know, that's a hill that i'm ready to die on. Just damn. Wow, well,
0: that's something. And for and for me that that was a lot. So now more than ever and, I, and the other the other thing I had told them I have always been self-conscious about my appearance and um as far as like my shape and everything because I had uh I always make jokes about myself in a sense because I can laugh at me and find the humor of where I mess up <laughs> and I'm comical to a certain degree so. If I could find something to laugh at, I normally do, but that um, it made me think about that's like earlier today, um, when I responded to something someone said on my cousin's content, <laughs> and I remember you said the woes. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, the woes, and he was trying yes. to say the yes. yeah, so. Her, her question was, and she asked this question, not knowing how much backlash she was going to get. And a lot of the people who were attacking her were men because her question was basically, and I'm going to summarize it. If you're out here looking for a wife or a woman who you classify as your standards for a wife, why so much attention given to the women who are not that or who are out here like city girls or whatever, or the women who are flaunting themselves, have dressed, constantly twerking? She said, I don't understand that concept. You're bypassing who you say that you want as a wife because you're looking at someone who's constantly flaunting themselves and you're giving them all the attention. And... That's why I ended up making the response that I did because it's like there's there, there's too much back and forth over the same thing constantly over and over and over again. And for women who would just like to know why a lot of men, not all, because you know we we we're in a very sensitive culture now why a lot of men do continue to do that like they're getting educated in one way but then they turn around and basically contradict what they just said so you want a wife who are able to do things but then you also want to have a really live live in live fantasy
1: i think men in my opinion there will always be men well, number one, men are visual creatures. We just are. So, if so, just because something is appealing physically, I don't think and this is just my opinion. Just because it's a vis- just because it's appealing visually, doesn't mean we actually want to marry. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And then, <clears throat> not only that, it's um. I think maturity has to come into play i think we're now like a lot of this city girls and city boys i believe this is that really that that second full-fledged generation that did not come from a two-parent household at least at least the first generation they had grandmothers aunts neighbors that that could somehow I don't want to say pick up the slack but they were there for some guidance this generation doesn't have that and right. this generation is truly like the first real single parent household they grew up with siri um, and tv and really like no influences no adult influences both men and women so now it's like they almost can't help it and it's like a, it's like it's almost like a train wreck you know you can't help but look at it um and i think you know there's there's no maturity it's like do you want a wife or do you want you know a toxic relationship because it's you know the soup du jour for today men will always be visual all of us will always be visual but at some point Maturity has to step in. And for the men that are mature, yeah, we can look at something like that and keep it moving because you can't build or can't build a family with that. I mean, you can try, but it's probably going to end in a galactically bad way. This generation is almost lost. Almost, not completely, but they're close to it. And I think another thing, technology. We're at the age where if I'm, if I want to date someone, it's almost as if going to a store and putting items there. Actually, it is like that. You go on a website. You see what's appealing to you. It looks good. You put it in your cart. You play with it for a while. It loses its flavor put it back on the shelf and you move on to the next one and we mm-hmm. have become in that sense we've become almost like a fast food or a disposable society instant gratification instant gratification and if we don't get it we move on to the next yeah. and it's
0: it's baffling because it's so true
1: yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing, you know. Yeah. If you disagree with a person, but you're interested in them, it's a teachable moment. You don't throw out the entire person because they don't believe something that you believe. And it's just mm-hmm. too easy. It's like, well, why should I have to work for it when I can just move on to the next?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I kind of miss the days... Here I am sounding like I'm already 70, 80 years old. I miss those days. I miss the days where you used to write notes <laughs> mm-hmm. like on actual paper. Pass the notes in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I actually miss that. You know, and what was the other thing? And then it was the um sometimes we would have the blind dates. I went on two blind days, I said I would not ever do that again in my life, <laughs> and it wasn't because of the gas physical appearance or anything like that. With me, it's normally what you say, and it's how we, how we interact, if we interact cool, we can keep dating, but it's normally what you say and your actions and I remember, and you remember when, when we were on live last week and, um, you know, and I was sharing something, you know, like some personal, my personal stuff going on as far as my ex wanting to keep the broken me. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So, I, you know, and I wrote about it, I, which I'm going to need your address too once we're done because I want to send you my book. So, okay. um, I had to look at what actually broke me. And a lot of it stem from childhood trauma that spilled over and carried on to me becoming a teenager, spilled over and carried on into my young adulthood. And then by the time I had two heartbreaks, that was it for me. Like they were like back-to-back heartbreaks. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm done. And, um I didn't take dating seriously for a while. To me, it was—it became a game. Men at one point in my life became a game, because I, I, after that, and then seeing how um, some of the men in my family treated women, and surprisingly seeing how my mother treated my brother's dad, I'm like, this—this this is not—this is not for me. So with the two blind dates that I had, not that they were, you know, I didn't even give, I gave one guy a chance. We dated for like three months. But then after a while, I was like, I don't want to be with him because I can't see him as being a provider. And yeah. And at that point in my life, when I thought that I was ready for that life, reality hit me where it was, no, nah, you're not ready for that life because you still got the work on you. And that also made me think about when um, when my other friend asked you about the friend zone. So <laughs> <laughs> I get asked
1: that a lot now.
0: Of course. So I'm even, I wanted to ask you more, but I was like, nah, I'm going to wait because I think this is this is a good topic to bring up and discuss because a lot of people don't understand that everybody don't look at the friend zone as the same.
1: They don't. So for me, if I'm out or I approach a woman, whether, you know, I'm, whether it's online or in person, And um, shoot my shot. And she's like, well, you know, no, we can be friends. Uh, No, we can't. I'm not going to allow you to put me in a place, an imaginary place, with the rest of the people that are, with the rest of the men that are stuck in it. I'm not doing that. I just refuse to do it. It doesn't exist unless a man allows himself to be put there and I'm just that just doesn't work for me I'm not going to be a collection of, of men who are hoping to one day get out of the uh, friend zone not me I will end it right there you have a great day and I will turn around and walk away it doesn't exist men allow themselves to be put there now if we hang out and it just happens to work out that, ah, you know what? We didn't have the chemistry or whatever, but she's cool. I mean, that's different. But I'm not going to, no one is putting me in the friend zone. That's just not going <laughs> to happen. No.
0: Wow.
1: I mean, it's like, no. I was going to say, I kind of caught flack about that. And I'm just like, no, it makes sense to me. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else but it makes sense to me like why am I going to be in a position to where I want somebody or I want to you know I'm attracted to them and they're just like for whatever reason like nah you know I'm good let's just be friends but well, no you know and she said well because I had this conversation with a, a very good friend of mine been knowing her forever first grade actually and she said well you might be missing out on something. I said, no, I wouldn't be. She's already let me know that she's not interested. I'm not missing out on anything. At this point, I'm just someone that's waiting in the wings. She said, well, you could be friends. I said, so I asked her, I said, really? I said, do you have do you have any men that are in the friends zone? She said, yeah. She says, these are really my friends. I said, okay, call one of them up and tell them you want to spend the night with them and see what they say. And she started to get the message. I'm not I'm not friend zone material. Just not. I'm either going to date and and find out if I like you or I'm not. And I don't have a problem saying no and I definitely don't have a problem walking. You know, I, I think highly of myself. Not in an arrogant way. But I think I think enough of myself to know that okay this is not a good situation for me and I'm out and wish you the best
0: I wish more people is mean, men and women it doesn't even matter the sexuality because from what I've been finding out it you know it, it it's, it's all across the board that the whole dating spill, can be a headache because a lot of people don't want to get their egos hurt and if I'm asking somebody to be my friend or nah you know we cool I just want to leave it as it is and I know how this person feel about me I see where you're coming from with that because that would be difficult and, I, and there, there's some women believe it or not well, I'm not saying you because I know you're you're very well versed, but there's some women who are actually okay with being friend zone too because they're waiting <laughs> for their opportunity.
1: Oh, I believe it. I believe it. And
0: yeah, and, and I'm it it I was like, I, I can't believe that happened. But after you said that last week, I thought about some conversations that I've had with um with some women I know in the past and it's you know the same thing oh yeah we cool but if i get the opportunity
1: uh-huh right he's if, if the opportunity presents itself he'll do everything he can to capitalize on
0: it Mm-hmm. yeah and for me personally having like i said not my, my own fair share of heartbreaks, um disappointments in the whole nine when i was with someone I would normally, after that, like drop off to face the face of Earth. It would be to a point where I wasn't emotionally mature or intelligent enough at one point to just tell a guy before I met my ex-husband to tell a guy I didn't want to date them anymore. Like I would literally just ghost the whole situation. Poof, be gone. You wouldn't hear from me no more. It got to a point where my grandmother <laughs> she told me, "Would you stop giving these people my phone number?" Because this is before we had, you know, the, the cell phones. So she was like, can you stop giving these people my phone number? Why don't you ever give them your phone number? I said, because I don't want them calling me. She was like, oh, so they get to call me all day and plug up and fill up my voicemail, my answer machine. Because they had, answer. you know, we had answer machines. Just like, I get sick of hearing these messages. Can can you please have, can you please have Shayla call me back? Can, can you let her know I called? <laughs> And then the other thing I didn't help too was I would move. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I, yeah, I would move a lot. And, yeah, I, when I say I was a hot mess, I really was. And then I met my ex-husband. And like I said, I was looking for, I, I was looking for validation at one point. I didn't think I deserved anybody better than what I had because, one, by the time I met him, I've already had my two daughters. Two, I let my dad get in my head because when me and my ex husband got together, here I am pregnant. And uh, when I finally told my father I was pregnant, you know, he comes in. Granted, my father has nine kids, none of us had the same mother. And uh he tells me he raised me better than that. And I'm thinking you didn't raise me. Which he didn't. And I'm looking at your track record. I'm looking at how you were not with me consistently when I needed you. Yep. I'm looking I'm looking at the fact that I didn't get that father-daughter validation. Or, or the blueprint of having the first man in your life love you. I didn't get that. So when I met my ex-husband, I didn't even recognize how, how much he and my dad were similar. So I was looking for my ex-husband to fix me. And I wasn't even aware of that. We have 17 years between us in age. And then, like I said, my dad got my ear. About you can't be out here having all these kids, but all these different men, what's wrong with you? And you know, he's he's going in on me, and that made me feel like, well, dang, ain't nobody gonna want me. There's I'm not, I'm there's not gonna be a man who's gonna want me, so I settled on top of looking for validation. I settled for my ex-husband. Which, that just added more pain, more brokenness than anything else.
1: Absolutely. I think as adults, once we get out into the world and begin to live and begin to get some experience under our belt, I think it almost comes full circle at some point and it's better when it happens sooner than later at some point we may not understand everything that's going on but we're uh, we're self-aware enough excuse me we're self-aware enough that we can at least reach out and and i don't know therapy perhaps or something that that we can get in touch with and we understand why we behave the way we do just because you know for me it was i was kind of looking at things was like you know relationship after relationship and i came to the recognition that i really didn't know i really didn't know me just didn't and it doesn't matter how much a person loves you or how much they claim to love you you cannot fix Another person cannot fix anyone but themselves. They can't love you through it. They can't love you enough to to fix it. They can't do any of that. They can't do any of the work. The only thing that they can do is hold your hand emotionally and help you get through it and support you but they can't fix you. And I think as soon as we realize that, that the only person that can fix us is us. Like that's, that's half the battle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At least for me, it was, it was half the battle. I was like, okay, so I need to go back and I need to address certain things that have happened throughout my military career, throughout my firefighting career, throughout, you know, childhood trauma. So for me, it was, it was, I needed to exhume every past hurt, work through it, and then bury it. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of backbone to look at all of the ugly parts of yourself and say, I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. And if a person can do that, like for me, I noticed in the last three years how I am now versus how I was in. emotionally much stronger mentally much stronger and I thought I was pretty you know I thought I was emotionally and mentally strong and looking back I really wasn't I was lying to myself I genuinely thought I was but I really wasn't so now you know whatever storm comes my way I'm just better equipped to 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 weather it And in regards to relationships because my approach or my speed is is very slow and i'm not i'm not trying to like if i meet a woman you know men men are men men want to sleep with women and women want to sleep with men but i'm not going to allow that to cloud my vision if you can't see the forest for the trees you're going to hit one Mm And I'm, I'm glad that I'm mature enough to recognize that. And uh, you know, some women, there are some women that lead with sex. And for me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I lose interest. I want to be able to get to know who you are first. Mm-hmm. Before I invite you in my bed, before I invite you in my life, I want to know how you are. I want to know how you respond to different things. I want to hear you talk. I want to understand What's going on with you? And if I don't feel comfortable enough with what I see, you know, then it is what it is at that point and I'm out. I don't owe anybody an explanation. The only person that I care about in this world outside of my son and the people that are close in my life is me. I have to face me every day. Every day I wake up and look in the mirror, I'm in competition with myself. So I want to be the best version of me possible. And if that means, you know, I don't want to say being crude because I would never be crude. But if that means I meet someone and, you know, we have drinks a few times and I'm not feeling them, then I'm out. I don't have time. I don't want a person to change. I've had a person tell me one time, well, she asked me, what are you looking for? And I'm like, you know, I'll recognize it when I see it because if i tell you what i'm looking for subconsciously you are going to be try and become the very thing that i told you right so it's like my spirit and soul will recognize the spirit and soul of the person that i need to be with versus Mm -hmm. you trying to be something that you genuinely aren't
0: right absolutely and that's That's I I can't think of another way to to put that because what you're saying is true. You know. One thing I have not ever done was, you know, try to change who I am. Even though I've been lost along the way with myself trying to figure out who I really am. You know. And when you're at a when you're in a position or you're at a point in your life and you don't even know who you are, how are you gonna try to be something for someone else and you can't even be someone you don't even know exists within yourself
1: it's impossible like yeah. I, can't, I can't love you if I don't know how to love myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know you can say a person can lie to themselves all they want but if you don't exhibit some type some form of self-care and self-love You'll never be fit for anybody else. Or if you are with someone, it'll be, you know, it just won't be it'll either be unfulfilling or it'll be a roller coaster. And who wants that? I'd rather yeah. be by myself than to be on some roller coaster emotionally. I can't do it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's too much. And it's and it's also not fair. It's it's, it's not fair to either party. You know, it's not fair to you, and it's definitely not fair to the other person Absolutely to even have not. to even, you know, have to fathom that idea. It's just not that, that's that's not cool. So, in regards to getting to know someone, because um, I had to literally stop looking at my inboxes. I got to look at how to turn them off because I'm getting tired of him. So there was a question uh proposed to me. And I always have to say proposed because people have a lot of propositions about long distance relationships. And opposed to what it used to be 20 years ago. I said what I can see is that the pro of it being is that there's FaceTime the con with it is it's long distance do you think long distance relationships are doable or not
1: I think parameters need to be put in place a time limit needs to be put in place I I, you know that's For me and I've I've been in them and I've been in them more than once. And for me, there has to be a time limit as to how long we're going to do this. And either I'm moving there or you're moving here or we're moving somewhere together. Because if there's no if we're just if I'm just flying out to see you once a month or every other month, no, that that's gonna have a short shelf span. Or short shelf life. Um, I just believe if you're gonna do it, you absolutely have to have have a time limit and parameters, and you need to be able to trust that person. For me, my love language is physical touch. And if a person is living in Florida and I'm in Detroit, that's not gonna work. right no for me it isn't I know there are people that actually make it work and I applaud them but I genuinely believe if you're going to do it you have to have parameters and time limits you just do otherwise I just don't see it I just don't see it happening what are your thoughts on it?
0: so my thoughts on it's, it's in alignment with what you're saying, you know, time limit, because there are certain things that I'm gonna want after a while. I'm gonna to want to spend time, not necessarily just to spend time to be physically intimate or sexually intimate, but as you said, physical touch, that's important. Being consistent is important. Having time with one another is very important for a relationship to grow. If you meet and distance is a thing, like you said, the conversation should be had. And the other thing too is how much trust do you actually have that you can actually build on if the long distance relationship Goes on longer than it should, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think how to how to say this. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just use myself as an example. I'm just gonna put myself out here as as a pawn, just as an example. So I want to have a relationship. This this is just I'm just hypothetically speaking. People listening. so I'm putting myself out here I'm professing how much I care about someone this person is professing how much he cares about me how we think about being with each other more than we already do you know scheduling time meeting here okay that's wonderful but then I don't hear from you for several days, possibly a week. Hey, what's going on? Is everything good? Oh, yeah, you know, life just, you know, I'm working. Or I got stuff to do. Or, you know, I got my kids. Or, okay, cool. I'm working. I have stuff to do. And I have kids. And then the thought that will that could, I'm not going to say will, because, you know, everybody's different. And then the thought that could pop up in someone's mind is, well, are you only in this relationship, long-distance relationship, because I'm the out-of-town connection, whereas you already have someone in town? And those, you know, and if I'm the out-of-town woman you don't have to worry about me just pulling up or saying, hey, I'm around the corner or you're out somewhere. And I'm like, well, who is this? Now, I'm not a jealous person. However, I'm not gonna be disrespected. So the conversations definitely need to be had. What kind of relationship are we shooting for? Because after a while, the having a long distance thing, it, it doesn't work for everybody. But for me personally, I don't know if I can handle it. Because I don't like sleeping alone a lot. Like I like my, now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out here. I love my space. <laughs> I love my space. I love having the blankets to myself. Um, if I snore, then I'm snoring and I'm not disturbing anyone's sleep. But at the same time, there are gonna be times when I wanna cuddle, I wanna be held, or I want to hold. I wanna be able to do things for you just out of, because I feel like I can do those because I feel safe. You know, it's, to me, long distance relationship, it could be a slippery slope depending on the individuals. But normally, I, I think that one person may be okay with it more than the other but conversations definitely
1: do need to be had oh absolutely absolutely I think if you don't you're literally setting yourself up for failure Um, you know and then it's like you'll not you but collectively you'll end up almost regretting wasting time because at the end of the day it's going to be a waste of time And it's just, you know, it's just, if you can't do it, or don't do it, it's just a pain in the behind, you know. I I, I see people, and I'm not even going to call them relationships, they're more like flings, and it burns out in four months. And I get it, you know, it's new, and this person, you're feeling this person. And then the next thing you know, you know, you're flying out to see them, and you're, you're, you're spending time. And then the conversations begin to get a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter. And then it's like, okay, well, I was tied up this time, and I had a lot of stuff to do. And I'm just not going through that. You know, I don't. I love me enough, and I'm emotionally present enough, or have the 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 presence of awareness, to where I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing that, you know, I'm just not. And if I'm interested interested in someone, I have to let them know, like, okay, well, there has to be a time frame. Mm-hmm. I think people just move too fast. They just do. I think it's, I think that's the world that we live in, and that's cool. It's just not for me, you know. I I move slow. I used to move fast. I move slow now. Slow for me is exactly where it's at. I'm totally comfortable doing that. Totally comfortable. I'm not in a rush. I don't want to overlook something, and if I move too fast, I'll overlook something. Yeah. And have to be able to say no um, sexually. And that's, you know, that's where emotional growth and intelligence kick into play it's like you have to silence your own natural physical urges so you can make a better choice later on and a lot of times we don't do that a lot of times we don't find that out we don't find that aspect out until it's too late that's not gonna be me you know I'm not gonna be over here heartbroken because something didn't work out can't do it and that comes down to me loving me enough to say no
0: so I don't know how but you made me think of something there was um, there was an article that popped up on my Instagram that I had and it went into how men how some men, not all but how some men can be with women who they are not only not attracted to, physically, or any any way, shape or form, but they can actually have sex with these women that they don't even want. They don't want or they're not attracted to. Why do a lot of men do that? Because men
1: are opportunists. I don't have to like you to have sex with me. I don't. I don't necessarily have to think you're attractive to have sex with me. If it's available and you're near, it, it'll probably go down. And I'm no different than anybody else. I used to do that. Now, it's like, it. for me, it's almost like the trifecta. You have to be appealing to me. You have to... I have to like you as a person and there has to be some chemistry but yeah, men are able to compartmentalize you would be surprised (laughs) you would be so surprised how many men will pursue a 7, an 8, and a 9 and they're sleeping with like a 2, a 3, and a 4 Good that happens all of the time and I know if there are any men that are in the that are listening to this they're like hey stop giving up the secrets but that's true (laughs) we're able to we're able to compartmentalize we just are wow and I've seen it I've seen it multiple times jeez and I find
0: that I find that funny because and this is why I find it funny. So granted, now there, there's this thing where, you know, now we now women have these different versions of toys. And there are so many men who are I'm like, how are y'all jealous of these toys? But y'all can have random chicks. But we, can, but if a woman gets a toy, you have a whole problem with the toy.
1: Just intimidator, that's all. What they need to understand is a woman might have a toy, but that's that's not a replacement. Right. It's not it's a not. replacement. It's something to use from time to time when you know you're you're just by yourself.
0: A toy,
1: a rose, will never replace a Frank. I'm not worried about a rose.
0: Just not. And that is that part right there, because I actually said the same thing last week. I said, for me, it doesn't matter what I have or don't have. Nothing will take place for me as a heterosexual woman. Nothing will ever take place for me than a man. Now... Some women can compartmentalize, some, not many, but I think it's because some women have gotten tired of being played like a deck of cards. So it becomes now, well, I'm gonna make sure I get me and I care enough about you. So then I don't have to get my feelings hurt. And so some women are able to do that. I used to be one of those women. (laughs) <laughs> that's why I said I had a lot of work to do and I hate to say this but if there was a guy that um, that I became sexually involved with and he did not please me or me to, me to stand or whatever the case may be however people want to categorize it that would be another reason why I would just be out like Casper Because I didn't, I didn't, I'm like, I, I don't have the heart to tell you. That's because I was emotionally immature and not ready to deal with it. But now that times have changed and I have grown, done a lot of healing. Literally in this last year, this last year of my life have been for the books and for the people who who know me personally, and I never knew this, they said they saw me suffering, but I would always try to put on a mask like everything was okay, and it wasn't. But the moment, not just the moment when I I left my marriage and I started my healing journey, they were able to see a transformation in me that was on a good note. So for for a little while, Especially when I lost weight, because I lost like thirty pounds within that first year. Well, really, it was in within like five months. I lost thirty pounds, and um, one of my cousins thought I was sick. One of my uh, another friend of mine from from high school, not high school, but a childhood friend, she thought I was depressed. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's the complete opposite. I'm not stressed out anymore. I don't stress eat. I don't hide off in depression. I don't, you know, stay in one spot. I'm able to speak my truth. I'm able to look at my flaws and and learn what I did wrong, where I made the wrong terms. I've had the right people be supportive and to call me out on my shit whenever I would mess up. That right here
1: is major. Yeah. Having someone being accountable to someone. Yeah. Someone that you trust, someone that will give it to you the way that the way that you need it. Yeah, that that's major.
0: Yeah. And those were all pivotal points in me healing within this last year. You know, in addition to my therapy. And just knowing that even though I made some bad choices, in my life, it doesn't mean that my choices will basically dictate who I really am going to be from this day forward. Because at the end of the day, that that's still going to be up to me to be a better version of me. And one thing that I have always said is, whomever the man that comes into my life, whenever they come, I already know that they're going to have the best version of me because I look at the old me and where I've come from and how I've grown. And I'm like, wow, I would have never thought I would have ended up here after being there. And then I had to actually go back and uh, there was one, no, no, no. There were three gentlemen, once upon a time in my life, one of them being my oldest daughter's father I apologize to him. I remember this just like it was yesterday. I said, you know, I need, I wanna say something to you. Cause we hadn't talked all her life, not said one word. And yeah, and it was two years ago. I said, I want to apologize to you for treating you the way that I did because he had got the hot mess version (laughs) of me. He really did. I was still a little girl in a 20 something year old person, you know, body. I was a kid, mentally I was a kid. And so when I had that conversation with him, you know, I acknowledged him crying I remember he cried over the phone when we were going back and forth and I said you know I don't want I I was I was wanted I was like I don't want you I don't want nothing to do with you I don't want to talk to you I want nothing to do with you and he was upset and then he cried and then he yelled at me he was you know saying a lot of other stuff that was 20 some. that was 20 plus years ago but I didn't care about his pain. I didn't care how I treated him. I didn't care what I said to him because he didn't matter to me. He was somebody I had fun. I'm like, okay, moving on. That's where I was at. Even though I didn't even know I was pregnant with his kid. <laughs> That's the other thing. I didn't even know. So yeah. And so by the time I did all of that and I cut him off, cause this was before the internet explosion. Like when you're gone, there's no way of finding you so when i cut him off there was no way of me finding him to tell him that i was pregnant with his kid and it was crazy but i i remembered that conversation that he and i had but when i had the opportunity to apologize to him he accepted my apology he said i accept your apology and i appreciate you doing that
1: That's right that, right there.
0: Yeah. And that's why is when it comes down to like relationships and accountability, man, those go hand in hand.
1: Yes, they do. It takes a lot of courage to apologize, to admit that you're wrong. For whatever reason, ego, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is but it does take courage to do that and I found out in the last five years that I'm a lot more courageous than I gave myself credit for so yeah I mean you know it's it's all about growth it's all about that journey and you know I was such a skeptic um, I hear people talk about that I was just like whatever you make me sick Not knowing, (laughs) seriously, not even knowing that I was like the perfect candidate for that. It's like, I can, I don't need this. I don't need that. You don't want to be with me? Fine. Don't be with me. Not even understanding, you know, how, how destructive that behavior is. Because no matter, no matter what, no matter how good you think your relationship with someone is if you're dead weight emotionally Mm -hmm. after a while they're like you know what i can't do this anymore and that was the wake-up call that i had and it was the best thing that ever happened to me it was a very hurtful thing and a very painful thing to go through but ultimately i'm so much better for it Mm -hmm. someone asked me recently um would you would you get back with your ex and for for the first couple of years i said yeah and i know that i know that i've grown a lot because now and i still love her she's a i'm not in love with her but i still love her she's a great person she's a beautiful person but i love her enough to wish her happiness with someone else and that only comes from really putting in work on yourself understanding who you are being self-aware having the difficult conversations with people that you know you need to have and if they don't that's fine too but at least being having a sense of awareness in your life and i know when they asked me and they asked me that recently i said no i said if it worked out that we just ended up getting back together that's different but do I want her back like no. she's moved on and she's happy with someone and I genuinely wish her the best so I know for me putting that work in processing all those feelings working on me understanding why I behave or behaved the way I did for me it's it's You know, I was just a skeptic for a long time and I I, I was just like, no, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, mumbo jumbo and I'm good. And I really wasn't. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I went through the things that I went through. Because now on the other side, I can look back and be like, okay, wow, I really needed a lot to, I needed a lot of things to clean up. I needed to clean this up and I needed to clean that up and I'm okay with that. that's
0: cool well that's that's really cool that's commendable that part right there and that's, that's a mature grown man that's like mature grown man stuff right there you know because a lot of there, there are some people who can't do that and you know they're like well if I can't have you I just don't want no part of you like okay well that so, used to be me
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah, if like, if we don't work out, I'm out. I don't want to be your friend. It's very selfish, but it's, I mean, it is what it is. And now it's like, you know, if I'm in a relationship and it doesn't work out, can we still be friends? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so. It would be something new for me, but I think I have the emotional intelligence to actually uh, fall back on. I I can be friends. You know, I'm not calling you every day to see how you're doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can be your friend. And genuinely mean it.
0: Yeah. I think, um, let me see here. If I had to, if I had to look at it through my eyes, it through my perspective now there it it took me it would take me a while like if 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 we're no longer engaged like if we're no longer dating we're no longer in a relationship it would take me a while to even get comfortable just to speak to you again on speaking times like if you you know were walking back or you know you were outside at a supermarket or whatever and i happen to see you i wouldn't even try to get your attention just to say hello you're like, okay. I
1: understand
0: I, that. Yeah, I totally I start, get that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, we you can't speak. No, not really. I don't I don't want to. Because I still had an emotional attachment. And even though we're not together, and even though I said I want to see you and hope the best for you. I don't really mean it because in a way I'm I'm still emotionally distraught because I'm not with you. And that that's that's where I was at at, at some point.
1: Now, think, go ahead. I think for me a lot of it is predicated on how we parted company. Yeah. You know, but I think in everyone's life they have that one relationship that really is an epiphany for them. You learn about yourself, you grow, you understand that the world does not owe you anything, you understand that the world does not revolve around you, and you grow from that. If you can actually talk things out, which I was able to do, um, and I can't take credit for that, she is the one that, that helped me to grow. So if you can talk it out, yes. If it's you know, if it's just some let's just call it if it's just some raggedy bullshit, no. I, I really don't need to see you. But if it's if it's genuine, like I can honestly say that she she was my best friend. I enjoyed being around her. Um, when we went, you know, we kind if we went to like I remember we went to um were we went to dc and it was uh her friends one of her friends that she knew from college it was uh she was having like a shower or something and we were there and you know get there and you know kind of the women kind of congregate in one area and they're kind of congregating in the other area and it was like that for about an hour or so and then i just kind of like made my way back around to her because i genuinely liked being around her and um i think if you're honest with yourself, mm-hmm. like genuinely honest with yourself, you can, and I've heard this before, You, if you're an adult about it, you can talk about it. Sometimes it may take time mm-hmm. because sometimes those emotions are still raw and raging. Right. But I genuinely believe you can talk about it. It may not be overnight. Like I said, a lot of that is predicated on how things ended. You know, did we sit down and discuss some things? Absolutely we did. And I felt better, you know, when I came back to Detroit. I felt, you know, yeah, I felt bad. I felt like I had a hole in my heart. I went through all that heartbreak. I lost my friend, lost my woman, blah, 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 blah. But I knew no matter how painful it was, I knew in my heart, I did the right decision. Or Made the right decision. We made the right decision. Yeah. And I knew that it was going to get better. And it did. I couldn't see it at first. I think the first year, I faked it. And then, you know, the second year, I was really like trying to learn my, you know, really learn my career. And now it's like, I just feel like I've grown since then. I can literally, it's like looking at a timeline, looking at a chart. And it's like you were here and then the graph goes up and then it kind of plateaus for a while. And then the graph just keeps going and going and going. And that's where I'm at now.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. That's deep. So before, oh man. See, this is why I, I could literally talk to you forever. <laughs> um, Do you think that now the term narcissism is being overused because everywhere you turn there's the and I, and I actually talked about that in my book too because you know there, there's different classifications and definitions of narcissist and narcissistic behavior and stuff do you think that's being overused or now it's being like it's like an overkill
1: You know that's a that's a tough question. You know, I, when I when I you know what I'm trying to frame is is like, is it being overused or are more people becoming self-aware? Okay. I think um, I think honestly, and this is not a cop out <laughs> answer. I genuinely believe it's a little bit of both. You know, I think the classic narcissist is. A classic manipulator Mm -hmm. or it's all about them right um and i think a lot of times if a woman or a man doesn't get their way then oh well they're a narcissist she's a narcissist or he's a narcissist i'm not really buying that but for the women that actually have had to deal with one narcissists can gaslight you a -hmm. narcissist can manipulate you're thinking they can turn a problem that that'll want say if you and i are dating and you have an issue with me i can manipulate that and put it on you and you'll be shaking your head like damn you know i didn't know it was like that that is a classic narcissist right but i think it's a little bit of both but i think more so than anything people are becoming much more aware i think um you know Different platforms allow people to express things. I think TikTok is is a great tool for that. I think um Facebook used to be I think it's just like a bunch of gender wars now. And yeah. Twitter is just Twitter is just all of the crazy people online with an amplifier. But I really <laughs> believe like if, like it is. It's you know, it's just, you know, you it's just insane. But I, I, I think A lot of people are really beginning to understand what narcissism is and there's a fringe faction of people that you know you don't get their way so the person you're with is a narcissist I'm not buying that but I think more people more so than anything more people are becoming self-aware and they're understanding what a narcissist is and they're cutting ties which they should
0: yes absolutely and to piggyback off of what you said now that we have more resources with technology being a blessing and a curse so now that we have more research resources to do research now we are getting more knowledge of something that we didn't even know uh or we have heard of it but the classic um Definition that a lot of people run to when it comes down to narcissism is someone who's conceited and stuck on himself. And within these last few years, now you recognize there's more to being a narcissi- narcissist than just looking at yourself in the mirror. And um, just my own perception of it, I do think that now that we have more education and understanding of what it is a lot of people will misuse that term in cases where it's not even needed or people are being classified as it when they just might just be like no i just don't have to put up with your bullshit anymore and it makes you think about the relationships whether they're intimate relationships or their parent-child relationships um, sibling relationships narcissism can happen in, in any of those factors but they're really heavy when it comes down to intimate relationships with pe- or people who have been in intimate relationships whether it was long term dating, being in a monogamous relationship or even marriage mm-hmm. and saying that because of my own experience and like i said i put it in my book where i had put some of the definitions in there that that i was able to pull up off of um of a reliable web source (laughs) i just put that out there and just having the knowledge and not have so many people misuse it is is one of those is one of those factors to, to also keep in consideration as well, because uh, like you know, I can tell my thirteen year old something, and she'll flip it into something else, which will make her understand. But it's because she's only a thirteen year old mindset. Whereas I can tell that same perspective of what I just said, and I can tell it to someone who is forty five or fifty or whatever. And they can look at it in a different mindset. So I think it just depends on that person and where where they are, maturity-wise as well. But I went on a rabbit trail. So yes, narcissism. <laughs> so narcissism, it can be used to educate, but it can also be overused to benefit somebody who doesn't want to accept the reality of the mess that they're in or the mess that they've caused
1: I agree you know, not everyone is a narcissist I look at it like this the classic definition of a narcissist is someone who is selfish if you break it down, that is precisely what it is mm-hmm. with that being said a selfish person and you know this is, ai don't want to call it a spinoff, but a selfish person is someone that is going to manipulate that's a narcissist they will do whatever it is that they need to do to make the turn the situation um or spin it and make it about them so i don't think your rabbit hole is that deep i really don't i don't think it's that deep at all I think it's just at this point i think it's more so verbiage than anything mm-hmm. but i i'm not going to i don't believe that every situation is a classic case of narcissism i just don't
0: exactly i don't either and it could be two people who are just basically like hey These are my standards and my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And because I have those put into place, that doesn't mean that I'm a narcissist. It doesn't mean that I'm conceited. It doesn't mean that I'm submitting. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means these are what I require for myself. So if I require these for myself, why would I lower those requirements for you?
1: I agree. I agree. I'm not going to... I'm not going to lower my standards for anybody, you know, I'm just not doing that. I, the last date, one of the, one of the last dates I went on, um, you know, they had suggested a restaurant and I said, well, you know, why don't, so why don't we try something different? You know, this is, this is what I would like to try, blah, 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 blah. And in a very joking way. And I think humor is a very good mask. There's always truth and jest. And the the comment was, you know, why are you so bougie? And I said, you know, I had to think about it. And I was like, it's not being bougie. I just, um, you know, this particular place is just it's not for me i don't necessarily like it um and you know for someone that loves to cook i grade a little harder Mm -hmm. and it's just like you know when you don't get your way you can't (laughs) it's no one's fault it's just that sometimes you have to learn how to compromise i come from a family of seven so compromising was something that we had to learn at an early age. Right. If you can't do that, I'm not saying you have to compromise on your core beliefs but if you just, if you can't compromise on something as ridiculously um, as, as a restaurant you know I, I don't think, I just don't believe that that you're the type of person that i want to be around i don't care if you're joking or not that actually speaks volumes and i think people hide under the veil of humor because a lot of times you can say and i know you've seen this online you can say something crazy and if you put an lol or some laughing emojis it's a little bit more palatable Mm -hmm. but i see through that yeah you know, it's like, yeah, but you really meant what you said. Right. Right. Especially
0: gonna... especially if you know that person. If you really know that person, you know when that person's being true.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was trying to tie that point into something and I got lost because I'm seasoning up this chicken right now. Oh, you did a meat. Yeah. I mean, oh, so I got... <laughs> I have a pot of black beans going on. I've got some jasmine rice in my rice cooker. I just made some cabbage with some uh, diced beef sausage.
0: Right. okay. You know what? Yeah, we're we going to end this segment because you're talking about this food that I have not been invited to eat, and you're making me hungry. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. And plus, your son is on the way. So. <laughs> so, before we close out, is there... Any bit of advice or little nuggets of wisdom that you would like to
1: put out there? Well, I, Lord knows, I am not a relationship guru at all. But I will say this I believe in taking my time, checking it out, and seeing if I like it. And if I can do that and do it successfully, even if it doesn't work out, it's still a win for me.
0: That's what's up. And I, and I actually like that. I think it's fair. I think it's clear and concise. And I think it's straight to the point. Like that. Yes. A lot so, Mr. Frank is always a pleasure. And um You know, I'm always going to wish you the best because you're one of my favorite people on on that app. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So on that note, you take care. You know how to reach me. Don't ever be a stranger. And if I say, I think I'm gonna fly to Detroit, just on a whim, I hope you're somewhere close by.
1: If you fly to Detroit, so our airport is right outside the city i'm about 15 20 minutes from the airport and if you're in the city i am depending on where you are i'm nowhere uh give you an idea i'm walking distance to the motown museum that has always
0: been on my bucket list of going there
1: it's actually um it's actually a really dope place it is and I can literally walk there. It's a ten-minute walk right down the street. Nice, because I know last month a place
0: that I went to that was on my list. It was in New York, the Apollo. I finally went to the Apollo first time in my life. Awesome. I've never yeah. been to the Apollo. Oh yeah, beautiful. And I said that that's that's stop number one. So, all right, man. Well. You enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I will let you know if I survive this haunted house with these
1: kids. Thank <laughs> you. All right, you have a great evening. I'll talk to you All later. Right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.